You're listening to Brain Buster Radio. Hey everyone, David Conrad here, owner of the Gorilla Position Wrestle Store. We're an online store headquartered in San Antonio, Texas, bringing you the best in original wrestling shirts, accessories, collectibles, and more. We're glad to be partnering with Brain Buster Radio, and to thank them, and to thank you, we're offering 10% off all purchases with the coupon code BRAINBUSTA. That's B-R-A-I-N-B-U-S-T-A. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram under at GP Store, or check out our website, www.gprestlestore.com. Remember, when you want the best wrestling experience, you gotta hang out in gorilla position. Hi, I'm the Asian sensation Kanji. You're listening to Queen's Court right here on Brain Buster Radio. darlings and welcome to the 10th episode of Queen's Court titled A Thoughts and Court Round Table right here on Brainbuster Radio. You guys, I did it. 10 episodes. <laughs> I can't even believe that I'm saying that out loud to you like 10 episodes of Queen's Court. Like, already. I feel like just yesterday we premiered on Brainbuster Radio. I feel like we just started this venture, but really, we know. <laughs> it's been longer than that. And that's so crazy to me that at Mania Week, that's when this all started. And now here I am, 10 episodes in, one wrestling interview in with the lovely Kanji, who you hear at the top of the show, for Queenie Chats, as I call that little segment. I mean, it's unbelievably insane to me that I'm here talking to you, episode 10, here we are. Now, this is a very special week, so I've also dropped a Heels Part 2 Bad Boys for Life with my pals Heel Pops and Chair Shots, um, wild, make sure you listen to that wonderful chat, and uh, this chat that I have for you today on the 10th episode, is with Russell Thoughts podcast, Jamie and Kurt. There's no Callum. Now, Callum and I are kayfabe feuding because he abandoned me and did not show up for this episode, nor did he show up for the Sunday episode of Russell Thoughts podcast that I was so uh, graciously asked, asked to join. And he didn't come there either. So Callum, we're feuding, just so you know. But also, he just started a new job. So in real life, you know, I'm not mad. But like, for real in kayfabe, though, I'm mad at you. And we're, we're having a feud. And we're going to book that match. Um, obviously, you're going to lose. <laughs> at any rate, this is the 10th episode of Queen's Court. So you know I had to bring something special for you. So this Thoughts in Court Roundtable edition is going to be so interesting. We talk about a lot of things here. So the whole gist of this special episode is we each came with a topic to discuss. The other two weren't in the know of what that topic was. So it was a total surprise. And we had the coolest, most fun conversation, and I cannot wait for you to listen to it. Now, what's also special about this week 
is it actually coincided with me hitting over 3,000 followers on Twitter. I'm so blessed. Welcome to the Queendom Babies. I hope that you'll enjoy the ride. And what's really even even better about it is that it coincides with a giveaway that I wanted to do. So I wanted to do my 3K giveaway, but I also wanted to do something special for Queen's Court 10th episode. So what better way to combine the two than do a double giveaway? That's right. Not one giveaway, but two. So stay tuned to my Twitter for that announcement. Um, the same time as all these episodes drop. But that's enough of me blabbering, darlings. It's time to hold court with Queen. So strap in, babies. We're in for a fun ride as myself and Kurt and Jamie from Wrestle Thoughts Podcasts enter the Thoughts and Court Roundtable. Hey, this is Wilfred from Wilfred Watches Podcast, and you are listening to Queen's Coins. All right, everyone, and we're back. It's time for this very special segment of Holding Court with Queen, the Thoughts and Court Roundtable. And as I promised you in the brief introduction of this episode, I actually have them here from all the way across the pond. My dear friends, who I'm so excited to have on this show, Kurt and Jamie from Wrestle Thoughts Podcast. Boys, you're holding court with Queen, finally. I'm so excited. Jamie's got a big smile on his face. I am very excited. Oh, He's very- I'm excited too. <laughs> We've talked about this for a while, haven't we? And we're finally making it happen. Well, we're making dreams come true. Putting smiles on faces. Putting smiles on faces. <laughs> Something that should be brought into the court for his, um, well, his actions should be coloured because he's not here. Yeah. So he might end up being the jester of the week this week. So you might just have to, you know. Please. Please make Figure out what's going to happen a little later in this episode. <laughs> Can we create all them, like, pictures on on social media where you put him in a jester's outfit with his face on it. I can definitely make that happen. Yeah, but please. yes, Callum is not here. I have a bone to pick with Callum. I mean, I get it. He's all like starting a job and shit, whatever. Lame. You should be talking with me, Kurt and Jamie, but that's fine. Whatever, Callum, we're feuding right now, but that's fine. Let's book that now. <laughs> But I'm so excited to have you both here today for this really cool little roundtable that we have for everyone on my 10th episode. It's a very special episode because not only do I have you, but you don't even know this yet, but I am announcing in this podcast right now a very special Queen's Court giveaway. That's right. Mm -hmm. For the 10th episode to celebrate hitting that special number, which, you know, a couple months ago I didn't think was possible, I have a little giveaway. So I'll be revealing that later in the episode as well. The, the fact that you're this good and it's only your 10th episode makes me feel sick. Wow, you too. Hiatus. Like... Our first 10 episodes were the shit. So yeah, it's a good yeah. job we did go on hiatus, booked our ideas, came back. Yeah. And f- the fact that you're this good, 10 episodes in, 
Wow. That is a testament to your ability. That is incredible. I said the night you are the Shawn Michaels. Well, technically, I said she was a Shawn Michaels. You, <laughs> you, just, right. you just stole my idea Fan. and ran with her. Fan. I jumped on the bandwagon. Yes. Fan. She's, she's the Shawn Michaels. Callum's our Marty Ginetti. <laughs> <laughs> Accurate. <laughs> No, and, thank and, you and so much. With discussion as well, this is also my first podcast away from WrestleForce. You're my first, Queen. Well, it's an oh honour. It's it's an honour for me to be taking your podcast virginity right now. <laughs> this is I'm, wild. <laughs> I don't know how I feel being sat next to you as your virginity is taken. I know, right? Scary thought. You're going to um, love it, Kurt. You're going to love it. <laughs> sorry. sorry. I'm here to watch and enjoy the rest. Let's do this. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> but, oh my gosh, you guys are so funny. <laughs> but in all seriousness, truly, um, thank you very much for those kind words. But, uh, you know, I'm just trying trying to do my thing on here. You know, Queen's Court's been an adventure. And there was, n- you know, when we, you know, us were chatting about making this dual uh, episode week happen, right? Me on your show, you on mine. It it couldn't have ended up better with timing that you're on the 10th episode because this is where we're really going to start to talk about, you know, topics in wrestling. And what's fun about this roundtable is we have no idea what the other ones are going to bring up and talk about. So (laughs) I explained it at the beginning of the episode, but just as a reminder... This Thoughts in Court Roundtable is where we each are going to come up with a topic or two and something we want to discuss, of course, wrestling-based, to bring to the table. So think about it as the Knights of the Roundtable. And, Kurt, I have something for you uh, in a moment. So for this little roundtable discussion, it's a topic that, you know, we feel needs to be discussed, that we want to hear the other people's points of view on, and then, of course, give our own thoughts as to what that is and of course we don't know what that is but you can't come to the night's round table without being knighted so jamie has already been knighted though his knight status may be revoked we're not too sure yet he better not abandon me on any more things that he promises me that he will be there for (laughs) jamie talks big but doesn't often deliver (laughs) jamie likes to sleep okay (laughs) That's, That's all right. I, I can appreciate the sleeping need. I, I can. Keep <laughs> on the queen. Fair enough. But I'll never let you down again. <laughs> I appreciate that. Thank you very much. But, Kurt, that means you must be knighted. So you're going to be Sir Kurt of the Queen's Court Roundtable and the Sir Kurt of my heart as well. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Sir Kurt, Sir Jamie. I'm Sir Redwood. That's right. Um, fuck you, Callum. <laughs> That's right. Fuck you, Callum. You missed your knighthood. Suck I'm it. right. <laughs> yeah, but you can do your gimmick name because that's um, very short and easy. I can't be like, Sir African Sweet Sensation Kurt. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't really work. <laughs> so Red Wolf sounds actually quite cool. I feel like I should be in Game of Thrones or something. Right? Yeah. Tormund's long lost brother. There it is. Well, season didn't deliver, so I guess you'd fit right in. Yeah, true. Oh, shit. <laughs> I mean, accurate. Actually accurate. Anyway, before I quit, <laughs> <should> we... <laughs> <laughs> I quit. 
<laughs> I know. All right. Well, we'll get ourselves started. So, as my guests, I would love you to go first. So, our newly knighted Kurt, I'm going to put this to you. What is the topic you have brought to the Thoughts in Court Roundtable today? It's a topic that I was wanting to talk about on our podcast with yourself, but I just thought it'd be more fitting for this roundtable. And it's the Dean Ambrose, Chris Jericho podcast. And what I want to talk about is how this is affecting the opinion of wrestling fans. For example, Sasha Banks, a lot of people give her so much abuse from what you hear on the internet. Mm. After hearing this podcast, can you now relate to Sasha Banks? Could you kind of understand why she's acting the way she's acting through this creative frustration for being told, right, we've got this six-month plan as you as tag team champions to then get changed the night of WrestleMania? Does she have, like, can you now understand why she's doing all this and i'd just like to talk about some of the topics that got brought up on the uh podcast mm. so to start off with with the sasha banks queen what's your thoughts with sasha banks how did you feel about the stuff that you heard before this podcast but after hearing dean's conversation with chris how do you feel about sasha banks now can you understand her frustrations even more and do you think she deserves a little bit more respect than what some fans have shown her after all the information Dean disclosed in that podcast? Yeah, this is a great topic, Kurt. So I'm going to say a couple things. Firstly, I have always been in the camp of, you know, unless there's hard evidence against somebody, uh, like, for example, there are people that were saying that she was throwing a tantrum in the hallway of a hotel room. Right. It's confirming, quote unquote. I mean, do we really know if that happened or not? I don't think so. There's no conclusive evidence, right, of these tantrums and these other things. So for me to hear that, you know, oh, we have this huge thing booked, they, her and Bailey, and I'm sure others fought for years to try and get these tag team belts to happen. And they finally happen. And they're going to have, they had this whole plan. And then they're told the night of the biggest show for them of the year, right? Their Super Bowl, their, their moment that everything is about to change. Last minute. Now, for anybody who's ever been expecting something <laughs> very momentous and important in their career or their personal life, to then be basically slapped in the face with the opposite of that information just right whoa what what's happening that has to affect you like i know it would affect me right away now that being said there are times in life where you work for someone and you're under contract with someone and they have the right to do with you as they please because that's the contract that you signed and i i hear that argument i do I understand. However, there are also times where you can say, yeah, this doesn't work for me. What you're asking me to do or telling me to do doesn't jive. And I'm going to take a step back because this isn't for me. And I need to reevaluate what to do. Now, 
you know, in my job, if I were to do that, I'd be fired. But this is a different situation. This is a different business. It's a different relationship that they have, right? So she has the ability to do that. So she chose to do that. And now seeing what they've done with these tag team titles, by the way, which is uh, Zip Zero, watching what she worked hard for deteriorating into nothingness post-mania, I can't blame her for being upset. I can't blame her for being like, I can't, I can't be a part of that. Like that just really bothers me. And I have to reevaluate what I want to do. Like, do I want to stay here or do I not? And I feel like people give her a lot of shit and on the internet, they're like, oh, Sasha's crying and whining and she should suck it up and deal with it. And then Dean Ambrose comes out and now our Moxley but Dean Ambrose and the company and was like, yo, imagine this being your life for years on end. Imagine getting no say, no control all the time. And yeah, why we signed that contract, we understand that. It doesn't mean that we can't be frustrated with it. It doesn't mean that, you know, after years and years of trying to, you know, be more collaborative, to try and change things, it doesn't work. But like, it's okay for him to say it, but not for Sasha to make her statement. That's what bothers me. And I, I think it's because Sasha's not being given the opportunity to talk about it. I think mm-hmm. when she does finally leave the company, yep, I think that's where a lot of people will eat their words and be like, oh, shit, actually. Like, when when she was in NXT, she was the best female wrestler, yep. most entertaining female wrestler in the world, mm-hmm. no, no matter where it was. Yep. She was killing it. And on the main roster, she's had some great matches and some great feuds. But every time, it's a joke. Every time she won the title, best title defense, she'll lose it. Yeah. Every single title she's held on the main roster, which I think is the women's tag team. And is it three Raw women's? Four, I think. I believe it's oh four, right? Four. Oh, yeah. So four women's titles, and she's not got, well, five title reigns, and she hasn't got a single title defense. Mm-hmm. And to be promised all this Mm -hmm. and that not to happen. And I think with the excitement regarding Moxley and how different he seems, with how free he seems, how he can express himself, I think if Sasha Banks does get her release and if she does go to AEW, because I think that's where she would go, she will once again be the hottest female wrestler Mm -hmm. in wrestling. Well, yeah. I mean, on a side note, Sasha Banks, for starters, should be a heel. <laughs> yes. Right? Oh, yeah, let's say that right now. Yes. She's a natural heel. She needs to be a heel. Most bosses are seen negative. Mm-hmm. So why she's a legit boss, that's a bit of a yes. She needs to be a heel. But I, I can see where she's coming from. Same with Moxley. There's, there's clearly major issues with the creative in WWE. There was that, um, it was released a few weeks ago, it says it on Melts on the Wrestling Observer, where one of the writers or writer's friends rang in and basically told him everything as well and the creative process. And he's basically Vince. Yeah. You know, these writers are coming in with all these great ideas and he's ripping them up. And even when Raw's starting, he's still writing the show. It's the problem is, is Vince. These guys are getting frustrated because. I would say Vince is that kid with the toy box and it's whatever toy he wants to play with that week. So it's what he wants. And he, it's just, he's ruining these guys' creativity. They're artists. 
They want to go out there and be artists. They want to go out there and create and do what they're passionate about. And they can't. He's micromanaging every single bit of what they do. Like Dean Ambrose says, he's given a script. Hire a fucking actor if you want a script reading. Wrestlers should be wrestlers. Give them a bullet point. Go on and then cut your promos. The creativity's right. gone in the WWE. And I, I, I can totally see why Sasha's pissed off. I did read a couple of days ago she'd met Vince this week yeah. and it looks like she's coming back. Mm. But whether she does or not. I think she may do the whole... So I don't know how long's left on her contract, no. but she might do what Dean did and thought, you know what, I'll stick, I won't quit, mm. I'll wait out my contract so I still get my yeah. royalties when I leave and then I'll go make a big statement. And she ended up posting a tweet, which I'm sure I retweeted on the WrestleThoughts um, Twitter account. And let me try and find it. It was just her expressing herself. And it was a picture saying, I will conquer my biggest dreams once you open the cage. I bet that I'll spread my wings. Mm -hmm. And it is, I think she would blossom and flourish and be one of the hottest things in wrestling if she leaves because she'll be able to express her art, express herself rather than this watered down, I'd like to say 50-50 booking, but it's not even that. It's embarrassing. Mm -hmm. It's embarrassing the booking that got with her. And it's, I hope, I hope she leaves to be honest. And I think Ricochet is a massive example of 50-50 booking. A lot yeah. of guys in NXT will be shitting themselves to Well, look at EC3. <laughs> <laughs> the hottest, one of the hottest things in wrestling before I go to WWE. Right. Did great in NXT, and now, yeah. It's it's really... I mean, you look, though, WWE isn't the the mecca now. It's not where everyone wants to go. Yep. Look at how well, Moxley's been gone a month, and he's the hottest star out at the minute. Cody did the same. I think yep. Sasha would do the same as well if she, if she leaves. Drew McIntyre did it. All right, he's gone back. But look what he did when he left. Yeah. They don't, you, yeah. No, I don't think anybody needs the WWE. And nope. now with AEW coming around and you're hearing a lot of rumblings about people wanting to get out the contracts and can't wait to leave, I think WWE is going to be in trouble. You know, I, I almost feel like... I almost feel like they're becoming the WCW nowadays. And it's... It's scaring me now because I think Vince isn't waking up to any of this. Triple H is a wrestling mind. He knows what he wants, but he answers to Vince. And if it keeps going the way it is, it's they're turning into almost like WCW. It's getting that bad. I have to agree. You know, it's you've got to um, think about what his thought process is. Like when Dean Ambrose was trying to say, "Look, my character wouldn't say this. I wouldn't say this." Let's do it this. And when he asked about her, is there any feedback regarding what we proposed? The note was, Vince McMahon said, Dean needs to understand why he needs to insult the audience. Dean needs to read his promos verbatim and not try to rewrite them. Right. Yeah. And then he gets him to say something about cancer regarding one of his best friends going through leukemia treatment. And... He was like, he he mentions where Vince was like, look, he's part of the storyline. Did you know you could shop around for prescription prices? With GoodRx, you can find free coupons at over 70,000 pharmacies and save up to 80%. It's that easy. But don't just take my word for it. 
Dr. Adam says, I've been telling all my patients about GoodRx. Jacqueline says, my medication was $65 without insurance, but I paid $25. Aubriana says, you don't have to pay full price to live your best life. Couldn't have said it better myself. GoodRx is 100% free. Download the GoodRx app today and start saving. GoodRx is not insurance. And he works it around so where it's like a little jibe. But then there was a point where Dean Ambrose was told by Vince to say something regarding the cancer where he was like, nope. I'm not doing that. I refuse that. I am not going on the air and saying that. And feels that if he did go on and say it, that it would lose the contracts with Susan G. Coleman and a lot of other charities and mm. promotions would pull from WWE. And Vince was greenlighting that, whether he was the one that created that yep. or it was mm-hmm. one of his writers. That was something that Vince thought was acceptable to say mm-hmm. about somebody genuinely going through leukemia. And how bad could that be for where Dean was like, nope, not doing that. Exactly. It's got to be terrible. You. That's how That's how bad it's got to be. He wouldn't even say it on air. He said to Jericho, I won't even say it on air because I don't even want it out there. That's how bad it is. Yeah. But I'll tell you off air. Can you imagine? that? That's the thing that pisses me off the most, you know? When I had imagine that, getting that I, script, yeah. Imagine hearing that, and then you get this script, and you're like, "Are you fucking serious? You want me to say?" And you just have to imagine what it might be. It's fucking vile, vile. And after all, you know, WWE does a lot of things wrong, but they also do a lot of things well, which is their, uh, you know, partnership with Susan G. Komen and their partnership with Make a Wish Foundation. All of the lives that they've touched who are suffering various types of illnesses, whether it be cancer or otherwise, and making such a strong impact, but you're going to ruin it for for what? For why? It makes no sense. Yeah. It's just it's cheap, cheap heat, isn't it? It's just, it's weird. It's, it's as if they're not a TV show, mm-hmm. and it's as if they're just a touring, like, camp show. The yeah. fact that he he's like, oh, if you go out there and do this and wear like a surgical mask or like a gas mask or a hazmat suit and you need to insult these because they're from this place, okay, that might get a boo from there, but the audience at home that have no care for that state are going to be like, all right, cause this is generic. Yeah, right. That's not getting heat. That's just getting a, a mild reaction. You want mm-hmm. storyline where it's going to invest people from around the world, not just those people that are in but that audience. This is the problem. You don't get that anymore. You don't get... I, I miss... I mean, going back to the actual era. Raw used to finish on a cliffhanger. I'd be excited. I'd be like, I can't wait for, for next week to see what happens. Now you don't get that. There's no long-term storytelling. Everything's started and finished on the, that one show. The continuity is gone. It's all... It just it's really irritates me. And Vince, it's like I said, he's micromanaging. Every little tiny thing has to be micromanaged. And it, it's, uh, it's no wonder why they're losing ratings. I get, I get real bitter with this kind of stuff, Queen, but it's just. It's understandable. It's understandable. It just, it's like he can't see. People, I'm sure people are telling him. I'm sure they've heard the Moxley interview. Oh, and it's sorry. like, it, it doesn't sit with him. It doesn't, it doesn't twig. You know, Monday. Raw, we'll have Monday Raw, and it'll be all centered around Baron Corbin and Bobby Lashley again, Seth Rollins. It'll be the same people. Can't believe mm-hmm. Baron Corbin's the challenge for Rollins. Oh, I can believe <laughs> it. I can believe it. Are you kidding? That has Vince McMahon written all over it. You hate this guy? I'm going to push him to the moon. Fuck you. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's what it is. That's what it seems to me. 
Well, he did it with you could say he did it with Roman, but at least Romans had star power. Mm-hmm. He had right. charisma, and he is good. Yeah. So I don't dislike Corbin. He's a good heel, <laughs> but I wish I wish he'd lose the shirt and the waistcoat. Thank I, you. Right, you're not the general manager anymore. Go back to being the lone wolf. Thank oh, you. Yeah. I'm just, yeah, exactly, yeah. Why are you still wrestling like you're the general manager? Take your fucking shirt off. Take your waistcoat off. You look like a, you look like a waiter. Stop this shit. I love it. Thank you. To hear that, JPQ? Are you hearing this? I know you are, because he, he fucking likes to fuck with me with that vest. I hate it. I hate oh, yeah. it with such a passion. I can't stand it. So I hope you're listening, JPQ. I'm not the only one that hates it. Thank you. I might buy a vest. Yeah, fuck off. <laughs> yeah, I hate You could buy a vest because it'll look nice on you. Oh. And you know why? Because you're going to wear it at the appropriate time. Are you going to go in a wrestling ring with a vest on when it has nothing to do with your character? I would sure hope not. Mm. Say I no, might. Kurt. Fight, Jeremy. <laughs> Say no. <laughs> you know, if, when it was Jeremiah, I could have understood. Come out in your waistcoat. Take it yes. off when you're going to have a match. Why is he still wrestling? He takes his waistcoat off and still wrestles in his shirt. He looks like he's going on a night out. He does. Fucking lose it, man. It has nothing to do with his character. What even is his character? He's not the general manager. He's not the constable. He's not the lone wolf. He's just Baron Corbin doing Baron Corbin things that he would do on a Friday night when he goes out with his friends. Exactly. That's nothing for his storyline. It's garbage. Apart from Bray Wyatt, nobody has a character. No. Yeah, tell Bray that. White. Yeah, Bray Wyatt is the best thing going on at the minute. I really enjoy the 24-7, but yeah, going back to the... Yeah, I do actually. Going back to the Moxley thing, like, can't wait to see what he does. I do sympathise a lot more with Sasha Banks and others that are probably disgruntled. Mm. I hope some do get out of their contracts. I think it'll be the best thing for wrestling. Yeah. Um, and... Yeah, they just need to book them out here, so. Yeah. I can't wait to see the revival in AW. That better fucking happen. One of the best tag teams in the world. Arguably the best in-ring. Yeah. Throwback for tag team psychology of cutting off the ring. And you have them doing itching yeah. powder segments. It's like watching Arn Anderson and Tully Blanchard back in the day. That's how good they are. Instead, a five-year-old's written it. They're like, ooh, itching powder in the pants. Yeah. Oh, God. And the story coming out was that segment happened because Vince thought it was funny. Of course. There's the mindset of the man. Yep. And I don't want to get into a thing because, you know, I love Vince McMahon. For what he's given us over the years, you can't knock him for that. But I think he's getting to a point now where maybe it's time to to step back. He's 73, you're a billionaire. Enjoy your retirement. I think Triple H will do a very good job of running the company. I think Vince needs to... Really have a good look in the mirror. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well said. <laughs> well said. Are there any final thoughts on Kurt's topic? I think that's everything. I think we're good. Yeah. I don't think you should have had a knighthood, but uh Whoa. <gasps> Whoa. 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 I'm only joking. I'm <laughs> I was gonna say now listen, you're on Queen's Court, you don't really have a say. I'm just That's just putting right. that out there. <laughs> it's not we can hold up a column now, can't we? Yeah, it'll be like, okay, no, that's Sir Kurt to you. Yeah. <laughs> that's Sir Kurt to you. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Yeah. You now, bow 
when I enter the room. Damn right. <laughs> I feel yeah. like now everyone at Brain Buster is going to be mad at me because they don't have a knighthood and you two do. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, our, our egos, our egos are growing. We're, we're turning heel on Callum. <laughs> oh, we can do some um, Queen of Any slash WrestleFort's cross-branded merch, and it can be Sir Jamie and Sir Kurt. I like it. Yeah. Well, I like that. Let's work mm. on that. Do <laughs> a Callum in the background with nothing. Yep. The jester, Callum McKinnon, the jester, Just, with a jester hat. <gasps> Perfect. Thanks. There we go. We're really fucking burying him today, aren't we? <laughs> he's, I would he's, say poor Callum, but like I said, we're feuding. <laughs> he's very back week, so he deserves it. Mr. No Days Off deserves this today. Nah, he did. He did for sure. <laughs> but in kayfabe, we're feuding. Okay. <laughs> hey there. It's Josh here from Wrestling Reverb. You listen to Queen's Court right here on Brain Buster Radio, which is also the home of Wrestling Reverb, which you can catch every Friday. Well, that brings us to uh, yeah, that brings us to you, Sir Jamie. Ah, oh. see, I had, a, I had a few. I was driving off from work last night. And I had a few, and I couldn't think of anything juicy. But then I thought of something. And I know you'd seen it this week, Kat. <clears throat> so I want your thoughts on what you think to Vince Russo's tweet. That he thinks WWE and AEW are in bed together. Well, technically they are with Renee Young and Dean Ambrose, well, John, John Moxley. Yeah. But um, because Vin- Vince Russo seems incredibly a hundred percent certain that they were working together, and he's gone a few Twitter tirades in the last couple of days, slagging the marks off. Um. So yeah, what are you, what are your thoughts? What what if if what if just the possibility he was right? What wow. if and the Smash Bros attacked the best friends that one of the minions, it's Vince McMahon, and he's like, it was me, goddammit! It was me, um. <laughs> You bought it hook, line, and sinker! Jesus. It's all of WWE! <laughs> I can't! It's family bought it! <laughs> yeah, so. What would the... What, wow. what do you think the Russo's comments and what what just at the slight possibility what if he was actually right what if we're all being worked oh my god kurt you want to go first <laughs> i can't see it personally i don't know they don't have i'd say they don't have anything to gain they do because competition is good mm-hmm. but like we've discussed on this one and on our own vince isn't going to change so, if anything, it's just going to do a disservice because mm-hmm. AEW is going to make more of a sour taste of the WWE product if it doesn't change with their micromanics bullshit booking. Yeah. I just want to know where, where Russo got this idea from. I think it's because of the Sami Zayn mentioned AEW with the whole Cody, Triple H sort of thing. Mm. But I can't see it. I can't see it personally. I think it's just the case. And I've always defended Vince Russo, but I just think it's a case of he's like, mm, I've not got much attention lately. Let me put this out there. <laughs> yeah, I do like Vince Russo, but I just thought, you know, I had a few other topics with shit, but I just thought, you know, because I do like Vince Russo and he does cause controversy. And I just thought, what if that little, what if he was actually right? I hope he's wrong. I think he's wrong. 
I hope he's wrong because if he is right, WWE won't change their booking method. Mm-hmm. If he is wrong, <clears throat> then WWE needs to change their booking method. And he keeps relating it to ECW. Oh, but he's defunded ECW. Yes, because ECW needed fucking money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tony and, and his dad are worth, what, about $8.6 billion? He owned the Jaguars. He owned Fulham. They're worth more than Vince. Yes. Yeah. So why the fuck would they be in bed together mm-hmm. when they've got ITV, which gets into like 28 million homes, if yep. not more than that, which is they're probably getting about 14, on average, 14 million mm-hmm. more homes than what the WWE channel mm-hmm. would do in the UK. Yep. They've just got TNT, which is another massive provider. From Before doing a single show, they've just got, over 100,000 buy rates across the world. Mm-hmm. What what do they have to gain with Trump. being in bed with WWE? Yeah. They don't need the production. They've mm-hmm. got the minds behind it all. They don't need the capital. There's nothing to gain. There isn't nothing to gain. So why the... F- WWE are doing everything that AEW is against, so why would they go that? Yes, they're not going, like, head-to-head, let's make a war. Mm-hmm. They're just like, actually, no. We've... A lot of them are very disgruntled people because of how they got micromanaged and got treated by WWE in the past. They wanted to tell their music. They want to tell their art the way their art should be. So why would they get in bed with a company that's restricted them for so long? Yes, money talks, but like we said, they don't need the fucking money. Joe? Queen? No. So I agree with everything you just said, and I'm going to add something on top of that too. So... Mm -hmm. I don't think there's any way that WWE would allow all these other partnerships that I think are about to happen. So the fact that Jericho and Dean, AKA Moxley, you know, Dean for Vince Moxley for us is now going to be in new Japan as well. I feel like they're, they're just not open to working with other people. They haven't been for a very long time. They're just not into doing that. We have enough here. Blah, blah, blah. Okay. Well, everybody else likes to partner together. Um, you know, AEW is going to the UK and they're going to have a lot of UK shows. I think that's, they're not stopping there. I think there's going to be other things going on in the future. I'm not saying immediately, but in the future, right? They have to build what they're doing in the States and then the UK, right? After that, Sky's the limit if they succeed, which I think that they will. I just don't think Vince would be like, oh, yeah, let's work with New Japan. And, oh, yeah, let's get all these indie guys on the show from wherever. You know, it's I just don't see that. You know what gets me, though, is that I think Triple H would. Oh, yeah, oh I think H so, H too. Yeah. And Triple H has already been doing that with Evolve. Yeah. Mm. With Evolve. Mm. And, and and allowing them in the progress shows. PW progress. Yes. 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 Triple H understands it, just Vince doesn't. Yeah. But again, Vince called Dean Ambrose whilst Dean was filming his um, trailer that he released. Mm. Yes. Can you sign a contract? Just even an extension to do the UK tour because the Shield is the biggest draw in WWE. Yeah. Right. Everything together is WWE's draw. Mm-hmm. And he was like, no, man, like, screw you. If it was working together, guess what? Dean would have stayed on to do the UK tour, but he sure. didn't. Good point. Yeah. I just it, the thing that I want to is Russo seems so adamant. Yeah. 
as much as I like him, he's quite senile. Yeah, I just don't. I, I, I don't trust him, really. I just don't. And listen, I, if they're working us, we're getting really fucking worked, dude. <laughs> like, WWE is going to debut some new shit and, like, everything's going to be different and we all have no idea what's coming. You know, it'll be one of those type of things. If mm-hmm. it were even possible, which I just don't think it is. I just don't. They don't need the WWE. And that's what I think, you know, what's so great about Moxley coming to WWE and, you know, I'd say wrestling in the past two years. WWE, as we mentioned before, is not the end-all be-all. It's not Mecca anymore. There are many other places that you can go, including now AEW, with the capital and the money. Yeah. And you can make a great living doing the indies, too, as many wrestlers have shown. So Ryan, Joey Ryan rejected exactly the, like Joey Ryan, right? Here in the UK, Chris Brooks rejected the NXT UK contracts. He yep. didn't want that. Mm-hmm. And you've got people like Omega and Young Bucks where they're being offered these big multi-million yep. dollar. Like, why would they work together? Like, they wanted these guys. They're not working together. <clears throat> no, they're not because they all turned it down. And you know. Kenny even said, you know, there were a lot of offers for me on the table, and I chose AEW. There's a reason why they're doing what they're doing. And I truly believe that those four and the rest of the people in this company want to change the world. They want to offer a viable alternative to WWE. WWE is not going anywhere. They're going to be them because that's what they do. But there are other options. And what AEW is going to show and has shown so far and will continue to, I believe, once TNT begins with their two-hour program on Tuesdays. You know, I'm going to wait and see what happens. I'm very excited about it. But I really do think they're going to be successful. Oh, and yeah. Showing that they ha- there is another option out there is going to start opening doors. It's going to start having partnerships you know i mean who would have thought new japan and aew now you have jericho and moxley who's next kenny maybe what, what happened with their, with their u.s kenny expansion was... i'm sorry go ahead yeah. no so I, I don't think we've seen the last of kenny in new japan right i really don't same with the books i don't think i, I don't think we've seen the end of a lot of them in in new japan and i right. think to get a partnership with new japan would be incredible I would love um, that. Oh, it'd be, it'd be fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. Well, especially because they want to, you know, expand it to the U.S. Yeah. What better way? What better way? Exactly. To, you know, build. I mean, the G1 Supercard was a huge fucking deal, for sure. And then when the mm. G1 Climax starts, you know, it's bringing more eyes. And I feel like yeah. it would be really cool to have that partnership back and forth between them two. I, I don't know if it's going to happen right away, but we may have like the little contract deals like we have going right now moving mm-hmm. forward and then, you know, wait and see what happens. And there's only room to grow from here. And that is such a good thing. I'm tired of, well, you know what? I'm going to save that for my topic. So never mind. <laughs> well, I think you should throw your topic at us then. Okay. Throw it at us. Here's what I'm tired of. I'm really fucking sick and tired of going on social media, listening to podcasts, not ours because we're great, but other people's podcasts, 
who are just so fucking closed-minded. I can't take it anymore. It is driving me batshit crazy. Why do we have to be in two camps, boys? Why? Why do we have to be, you only like this or you only like that? What is going on on wrestling Twitter? I open it up and I see people screaming at each other in all caps, dissing other people for what they like, what the fuck? It is 2019. Dudes, chill the fuck out. You are allowed to like whatever you like. So my question is, what is the what's happening? <laughs> Why does everybody either have to be AEW or WWE or WWE versus everything else? Why? It's it's hard to say because mm. we we have a specific follower that is Judy is going to tirade. Jimmy, take a word. No, you, no, go on you. <laughs> I don't think I can. It's that's just, why she's asked this question, so I'm going to tire it. Yeah, probably. Yeah, it's yeah just that's true. It's, it's like anything in life. If yeah. nobody's allowed to express themselves without somebody mm-hmm. else disagreeing, mm-hmm. and that's why I think all three of us, um, and, well, all four, including the Queen, because Callum does it as well, mm-hmm. we all put, in my opinion, <clears throat> mm-hmm, and yeah. it's in my opinion, this, this, this. And I've I've had it before where I've got discussions going on our podcast uh, Twitter account. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, I can see your opinion and I understand that. However, this is why I feel this way. Yeah. Right. Not saying you're wrong. Mm-hmm. You're cool for liking that. Yeah. But let me tell you why I like this. And maybe it'll open your eyes to maybe try this. But even if you do like what I'm telling you, it doesn't mean you have to start disliking what. Yeah you're telling us. And then there's someone start using this profanity. They start using all this, like, bullying. speech, yes. Keyboard warriors. Yeah. And I I, I delete him. Like, Mm -hmm. I'll block him. And I don't want to... I'll never block somebody for disagreeing with us. Like, I, I like people disagreeing with us because I like the adult conversation of, actually, I don't agree with that, but why do you agree? Why do you think that way? Yeah. Like, you tell me and try and educate me, try and change my mindset. Sure. I embrace that. But some people are so closed off that what they say and what they believe is word and anything different to Mm -hmm. the matter is against it, whether it's sports teams, whether it's wrestling, religion, whether or not they like to eat meat or not. (laughs) No, really. Whatever happened to civil discussion? People can't have it anymore, and I just... I really can't understand it. And I so agree with your point. I've watched you do this. I've watched everybody in Brain Buster Radio do this. We all have different opinions, but we don't go at each other in awful, mean, hate speech ways because we disagree. I don't understand. Like this, there's a lot of times where me, Jamie and Callum will disagree with each other and yes. we'll have a grown up discussion, like a mature discussion of, Okay, I understand why you think that, but this is why I think this way. And we're discussing it can make compelling conversations. It's what adults do. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> discussions. They don't start crying because somebody thinks differently to me or they didn't agree what I what I like. And like I like all sorts. You don't have to like what I like. Just you don't have to hate on it, especially for the ones that don't even watch the products. It does my anyone. Nobody gives it a chance. Yeah. And they'll be, they'll hate it blindly. Whereas, for, for example, 
AEW could do something exactly like WWE. And there'll be certain fans that think it's the best shit in the world. And it's mm-hmm. exactly the same as what WWE are doing. Yeah. And vice <clears> versa. And they will say the other product is shit. <clears throat> so the thing that AEW is doing that's brilliant, that WWE do, they'll be saying, nah, that's fucking shit. Yeah. But AEW, oh, it's done it better. No, it's exactly the same. And vice versa. And right. it doesn't need that. Mm-hmm. Like I said, you can like one and not the other. You can like both. Mm-hmm. It doesn't yes. matter which We'll put it that way. Doesn't matter which way you swing. Yeah. It's okay to swing anyway. You can go with it. Take that metaphor as you will, because everybody's entitled to their own thoughts, their own beliefs, yeah. their own opinions. But for some reason, these in this generation, you can't have that. Yeah. And I think social media is the best but worst thing in life. Because yeah. that's why I don't really do social media. I might I might tweet every now and then, but I don't ever really get into conversations with people or anything like that it's a good job because we are tired we've had our accounts suspended exactly but I, think, I think as well wrestling fans are a, a funny breed I don't think you can ever really truly please a wrestling fan <laughs> yep. the very there's a lot of wrestling fans that are very entitled <laughs> and you know there we are I think a lot of them like to think they know the business better than anybody else does yep. yes. so if you agree with them they spit the dummies out because you're trying to correct them and they want to be the one that I know this I know more about this than you and they're very entitled and like you know like the books have said before and Kenny and Cody wrestling is for everyone yeah whether yeah. apart from the bigots that they rightfully blocked well yes obviously but wrestling, wrestling is everywhere wrestling is for everyone wrestling's helped me out personally it's helped you out personally you know with our our issues and mm-hmm. it's that one constant. It's always there. Enjoy it. All right, we're going to moan at stuff. You know, we're more about Raw getting bad, but we're still wrestling fans. We're still going to tune in. We're still going to watch it. Have your opinion. Don't like it. Like it. Discuss it. But when it gets this whole sourness, this whole negativity and, and belittling people and, and, and slagging people off, it's like, where, where does it end? I mean, who's right? Who's wrong? Just, I mean, we've got a tire rhythm here because of this guy on, on our Twitter. Yeah, you know, God. He, he's in his WWE bubble. There's no other company than WWE. There should never be another company. And any company that comes about, he wants them to fail. I mean, why? It's fine being in the WWE bubble and enjoying everything. If you enjoy everything they do, brilliant. Yeah, oh, great. Great. That's for you. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. You. But it doesn't mean you have to shit on everything else. If you wear shit-tinted glasses... Guess what? Everything you see will be shit. Yes. <laughs> I love that. Well, I, live, I live in a wrestling bubble where I love all wrestling. British, Japanese, Mexican, American. I love all of it. Lucha, yeah. everything. I, I live in a wrestling bubble. I want the wrestling business to prosper. I want it to succeed. I want it to succeed for the fans, the wrestlers out there who, who love this. Mm-hmm. Why do we all have to get on each other's backs? Why can't we all just enjoy what we're getting. Like, let's go back a couple of years. When Jeff Jarrett <clears throat> returned to Impact Wrestling, mm-hmm. they changed the globe, like those getting taken over, so it was going to be Global Force. Yeah. And a fan wore a Global Force Wrestling t-shirt to an NXT TakeOver event. And he was sworn at, he was pushed, he had stuff, front, food thrown I, at I, him. I remember that, yeah. For wearing a GFW yeah. t-shirt. What right do... If I was there, I'd have fucking gone apeshit. Yeah, yeah, at the me too. Coming. 
Because what gives them that entitlement that they can physically and verbally abuse somebody just because of their preference? Yep. When guess what, guys? Yes, they like that company, but they also like the company you're supporting because they've bought a ticket and they're in the fucking crowd. Exactly. That's right. Did I ever tell you my uh, Jeff Jarrett story? <laughs> well, you say it on every every podcast that we're on. So go on, Jamie. Do it on this one. Do you know something, yeah. Queen? My yeah. Bullet, my bullet could be I bought it from Jeff Jarrett face to face in Preston, the United Kingdom, at a wrestling show. Just thought I'd throw that out there. No, dude, you, you did? I've I never did. heard that before. Here we go. I had the choice of a Bullet Club t shirt or a Global Force t shirt or both for 40 quid. So I got the Bullet Club t shirt. I, I, I just thought I'd throw that in there in case people haven't heard that story. But, wow. You know, me My mind's right now. Like, I, I had no idea. Yeah. Twitter's going to blow up in a minute. It is. Me and, Jeff, me and Jeff Jarrett are bros, man. We have, that, we have a connection now. <laughs> but, yeah, anyway, back on to what yeah. we're talking about. Yeah. I think, yeah, a lot of wrestling fans are entitled. I think a lot of them like to think that they know more than the, the next wrestling fan. And they get offended when someone dares offer a different opinion. Yes. Life, we're all entitled to our opinions. Enjoy the fucking product. You're a wrestling fan. We are wrestling fans. Wrestling is for everyone. Enjoy it. Be a happy wrestling community. I love this wrestling community we've got on Twitter. I absolutely love it. And if people want to have a, a disagreement, absolutely fine. When you turn nasty because someone disagrees with you, you're just a prick. Well, yep. whilst in this pack, some big Dave reported that it's because he didn't want to lose. Yeah. We've been told from other sources that it's visa issues. Mm-hmm. Right. That's the reason why he wasn't at WrestleCon. That's why he wasn't in Vegas. And that's, guys, if he didn't want to lose, why would he have lost by DQ at a UK show to wrap up the storyline? Yeah, it's a lost. And the amount of negativity that's online regarding Pac now, yeah. where people are turned on him saying, oh, is he thinking he's better than this, better than that? No. Even if he wanted to, then there's something quite poetic and noble. Mm-hmm. The fact Agreed. that. The company that made Pac was Dragon Gate yeah. before WWE. And then when he returned to wrestling, he wanted the first show to be at Dragon Gate. He wanted Dragon Gate to be one of his main companies because he wants to give back to that company. So if he was... Right, we all commend that we enjoy dominant champions, mm-hmm. that titles don't mean anything. Yeah. So if he's wanting to build up the main title in Dragon Gate, mm-hmm. why? Just because it goes against... The big company that you're liking, if that was, if that was Pack going back to WWE for like a one-off match, then he was like, actually, no, it's not happening because I do not want to lose because of I want to def- like build prestige to this Dragon mm-hmm. Gate. Everybody would commend him. Everybody would say, wow, that's so noble. What a guy. Yeah. He's trying to boost British wrestling. He's trying to make belts mean something. But because it's against the company that's the big popular one that everybody loves at the moment. Yeah. They say so much shit, turning on again, saying, oh, the company's better off without him. No, it's visa issues. Nothing more, nothing less. It's fucking visa issues. And I'll put my bottom fucking pound on it, not dollar because I'm English, but my bottom pound on it. When AEW come to the UK, guess who'll be on the show? Pack. Yeah. Fucking hell. I'm telling you what. You know... 
Yeah, I totally agree. And, you know, and even if it was the issue of like, hey, I don't want to lose. What the fuck's wrong with that? <laughs> I, I don't see any problem. And you know what? It's also none of our business. <laughs> that's his personal decision. If that's what he wanted, let's just say that's what it is, right? Yeah. That's none of our fucking business. That's between him and Dragon Gate and AEW. Okay, we could talk about it, but we could talk about it respectfully. We don't yeah, have yeah. to go in and start saying nasty shit about him. I, first of all, that's idiot, idiotic. And my problem is <clears throat> we're in a generation now, you know, not just in wrestling, but in general and in life, where people feel that they're allowed to say whatever they would like to say. <laughs> and, you know, if that's offensive, too bad, you know? And yeah. I feel like people need to be reminded that their word isn't law, their thoughts aren't, you know, God's honest truth. That's your personal perspective, your truth, your experience. And it doesn't allow you, it doesn't give you permission to, it doesn't, you know, open the gates for you to tear down other people. That's really the problem, is you're allowed to have great discussion, civil disagreements, like you were saying, Kurt, about, you know, having that back and forth, like, okay, I understand your perspective, or even if I don't understand it, I can appreciate that that's how you feel. But let me try to say this about how I might think about it and have that, you know, real conversation piece. That's what's missing because uh, a large majority, now not all people, right, but a large majority of people just kind of go back with this awful mindset of how they're going to be in a disagreement. Everybody's very defensive and on the defensive so much so that it's like very negative in response. You know, just because someone disagrees with you doesn't mean that they hate you. It shouldn't, you know, and if it does, then that's a serious problem. Couldn't agree more. Yeah. Could not agree more. It's, it really is just, it is just frustrating. Um, like, oh, it's just, there's so many guys when I read the comments on Twitter that I, I, I have to really stop myself from commenting mm. because it's just so arrogant and annoying and, and nasty. Yeah. I'm so glad social media wasn't about during like the attitude era. Oh, Christ. During like the golden oh, era. Can you imagine? Please. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, but Ric Flair, guess what? If he went to a different company, being NWA champion, he is not fucking losing. Mm-hmm. Because that title's been made to mean something. Yep. And it's it's refreshing that somebody is going unbeaten for as long as he is. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he may lose from count outs or DQs, but he's not been beaten. And guess what? Even if he does that, and he does that for another year, then the person that beats him, it's going to mean something. AW going about this as wins and losses mean something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When Pac, who's if it is true and he's wanting to build up the Dragon Gate, why is that being dismissed as ah? Uh, but it it wouldn't mean anything if he's lost. Like it's just a loss; it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. But then in the same breath, they're saying, "Oh yeah, wins and losses mean something. That's going to be brilliant." It's like no, you've got to choose one or the other. Just because, <laughs> and it, I, I don't. The match still happened. Mm-hmm. Yes, it sucks for those that were there live that was hoping to see it live. Yeah, mm-hmm. but the match yes. free. The match still <clears throat> happened. 
they set up a story for it to be advanced in the future. Oh yeah, it's clearly it's clearly going to happen in the future. Yeah, right. It's yeah, wrestling people are the worst. Yes. No, you can say what you can say. Wrestling fans are the worst. Yeah, but it's just, <laughs> people are as well, though. Yeah, they are. They are, and there's a lot of hypocrisy, like you just said. You know, it's good with one wing to slag it off exactly the same way, but with a different company or something. It's like guaranteed. Yeah. Whoever is the AW champion, if they went touring to other companies, and for example, the AW champion goes to Dragon Gate, mm-hmm. Dragon Gate are like, ah, yeah, I want our guy that's not a champion to beat your champion. And if they refuse that, and we're like, well, yeah, of course, you're not going to have their champion lose. Mm-hmm. But because it's Pac and Dragon Gate potentially doing it to AW, yeah. that's bad and that's the worst. It's oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know it's you're aggravating. Never, it's aggravating. You're never pleased a wrestling fan. I'm never pleased about wrestling. Fans. No, there's always something, <laughs> but we don't go off on arrogant, nasty tirades. Though, if someone doesn't please us, right. we'll have a grunt and a moan to each other about it. Yeah, right. Yeah, and I, I want somebody's opinions is when they're nasty pieces of shit. Yes, like. Yeah. With the tirade regarding Vince McMahon, I'm not going to defend the fact that he wanted to say something regarding cancer, get somebody whose best friend's going through it mm-hmm. to say yeah. it, and him right. feel uncomfortable where he won't say it on there, wouldn't say it in a shoot interview. Yeah. Yes. If you're a dick, I'm going to call you a dick. That's if right. You, if you respectfully put your different opinions across, then we can have a mature conversation, hopefully you will change my mind and make me see something in a different picture. Hopefully I could do it yours. But if we're both, if it's a stalemate and we're both just set on our opinions, we can act like adults and get on with it and mm-hmm. appreciate it. You don't have to tear people down, start calling people retarded and all the other stuff yeah. that's out there just because their opinion's different. It's, it's I mean, I'm in the AW group on Facebook. And the amount of people that bully other people that are in a fan group just because they may not be smarter about the business as one fan. This is what I mean. It doesn't matter. To be honest, part of me wishes I never knew this side of wrestling Mm -hmm. and that I could just try and get lost into it as much as as I used to. And if somebody else can do that, that's fucking brilliant. All props to them. Yeah, so I said earlier, these wrestling fans get pissed off because they're terrified that Maybe somebody knows more than I do. And they go straight for the jugular. They go on the defensive. They become a keyboard warrior. And they put that person down to make themselves feel better. Who cares if you know a little bit more than somebody else? Who gives a fuck? It's yeah. wrestling. I know a lot more than you, but I don't put it over you, do I? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking dick. <laughs> but there is, like... Get- I quit, I quit. But, that, but that's true though Kate knows more about the indie style than I do mm-hmm. I probably know more about the old school you Harley Races and all that you definitely do because you're mm-hmm. yeah. you know it, it's just that it, it's, I'm a young yeah pop. but I like what Kate brings to this because Kate is knowledgeable on other bits that me and Callum aren't so knowledgeable on and it works right. I'm always sitting there thinking well fucking dickhead you know more than I do no, you just call me the professor instead. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, there it is. There's an example of how things should be right there. Yeah. You know, people all have different strengths. 
and different, you know, knowledge bases in wrestling. You know, I'm not the trivia girl. I'm just not. I don't know anything about that off the top of my head. But I can talk to you about a lot of other things. And that's yeah. what I can offer you, right? And then, you know, there's things that I just don't know a lot about. That doesn't mean that I'm not, A, a wrestling fan, B, knowledgeable about wrestling, or C, not able to learn things, right? That's why I, I like discussing things with you guys and different people and JPQ and all of these others who, who have such different knowledge bases than I do so I can pick your brains because I can learn shit. When did we become people that don't want to learn shit? That makes me so angry. I think around the time social media came about, there's a reason <sighs> Is yeah. taking a nose off. No yeah. shit. Social it's a, media. It's a, it's a fucking blessing and a curse at the same time. A double-edged yeah. sword because, you know, if we didn't have social media, we wouldn't be having this conversation right now. And that's wonderful. We wouldn't have yeah. Brain Buster Radio. We wouldn't have the things that we have. But we also wouldn't be dealing with this shit. <laughs> you know? With you saying that, I did the diving in episode with Joshua. I spoke mm-hmm. a lot about my mental health and things like that. Yeah. And Josh was saying on there, it was like he interacts with us guys probably more than a lot of his friends that live near him. And he sees us as some of his best friends. Mm-hmm. And yep. that's what it should be. It should bring people together rather than being used as a tool to bring people down just to try and make your insignificant life yes. feel a bit better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm not saying their, their life might not be insignificant, but there must be something about it insignificant for them want to make somebody feel shit to make sure. themselves feel better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I've put it once, I'm going to say it again. Four simple words. Wrestling is for everyone. Beautiful. Simple as Just that. Just like that. Simple as yeah. that. Well said. Be sure to check out DYWTSB wherever you listen to your podcasts. Have we got any other topics on this round table? I'm, I'm rather enjoying yeah. this. I know. This is a lot of fun, isn't it? <laughs> Maybe we should, like, do this more often. I don't know. <laughs> Hell yeah. We might even have Callum next time as well. Wow. Imagine However, that. <laughs> imagine that. If he no-shows, I'd start taking that personal. <laughs> yeah, I will. If he doesn't show up the next time I'm either, if I'm allowed back on your show or I have you guys on mine and he doesn't come, we're going to have a serious problem. Like, it will come out of kayfabe and we'll actually fight. <laughs> I want to see that happen. I want to see that happen as well, yeah. Well, we certainly want you back on our podcast, don't we? Oh, yes. 100%. Oh, well, it would be my pleasure anytime. You just let me know. <laughs> so, Queen, but... did you have a second topic for us boys to chat about? Actually, I do. <laughs> I do. So, mm-hmm. <clears throat> here's my second topic. Going through the pay-per-views for the rest of the year for WWE... I have noticed that there is no Evolution 2, but instead a second Saudi Arabia show. So, boys, <laughs> if there was to be an Evolution 2, who would you like to see being pushed in the prominent position to challenge for the main two women's titles? So, let's pretend. That we have, uh, we'll pretend that Bailey still has the SmackDown championship, and we'll pretend that Becky mm-hmm. has the Raw championship by the time this pay-per-view would happen. Okay, let's pretend because we're gonna fantasy book. Yeah. Thanks, Luke. We're borrowing. Now, I'm sure I've asked a question. 
This question seems very familiar. Hmm. Hmm. Wow, that is a really, really good one. I would go <laughs> for the Raw Women's Championship would be Becky Lynch versus Ronda Rousey. Really? In the, yep, in the singles match that everybody had wants. Um, I think there's still so much hype about that, where Becky's running through Raw. She's saying that there's nobody that can touch her. Ronda Rousey comes out and is like, look, you didn't beat me. Like, it's clear to see my shoulders up there. In a one-on-one situation, I'm going to knock your fucking head off. And you can start that big, violent feud to be the at Evolution. I'd go, I'd go with that one. With SmackDown, in a happy world, I would make it a heel Sasha Banks. Oh. I'd book the story around... I'd book the story around... Fucking dick, I was going to say that. <laughs> I'd book the story around um, true life events. I would do it where it's... Look, I took a stand because we were treated poorly, yet... You didn't follow me with the stand. Instead, you capitalized and sucked up to management and got yourself in a position where you could become champion again, whilst wow. I was made. And that way, you've got this mega heel Sasha Banks, where some people can relate, because I think that's the best thing in wrestling, where people can relate with heels. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like, who do you agree with? Some people will agree with Bailey, some people will agree with Sasha Banks. And I think that could be very, very toxic. And that's what I would that's what I would go about. I'd have maybe Bailey being found attacked week after like for a couple of months, Bailey getting attacked backstage. Um, and then it is revealed that it is Sasha Banks. And it's one of those where Sasha Banks returns, she's really faced with Bailey. She's like, look, I'm sick of like you getting attacked. I'm back now. I've got your back. Mm-hmm. And then Sasha Banks, literally after saying that, attacks her. And she's like, it was me, you dumb bitch, all along. And then <laughs> goes on saying, well, whilst I was like exiled from the company and stuff because I stood up for the both of us, you've become champion. You've sucked up and you've become everything I despise. So um, that- Yeah. And I'd go for that. That's pretty cool. That's a good well, one. Still I like lying, that. Yeah. <laughs> oh well well apart from that Smackdown um, I was going to say Sasha Banks well you've got to give me something different now so to the well I aren't very good at coming on like I aren't good at booking a story as quick as Kate is I need a couple of hours to write this shit down but I would for Smackdown Charles Bailey I would have Shayna Baszler because oh. I think I think she is the best female wrestler in the entire WWE. Mm. NXT down the lot. Okay, yeah. I think she's that fucking I think she's a million times better than Ronda Rousey. Yes. Um so yeah, I, I can't book it like him. He's better at that than I am. Um <laughs> I would I would have Shayna versus Bailey. Uh Becky Lynch. Oh mm. I why don't you go something that's never been done before? Becky versus Charlotte. Oh well there is that, yeah. 
Oh my God, can you imagine what a match? We've never seen it. Did you know you could shop around for prescription prices? With GoodRx, you can find free coupons at over 70,000 pharmacies and save up to 80%. It's that easy. But don't just take my word for it. Dr. Adam says, I've been telling all my patients about GoodRx. Jacqueline says, my medication was $65 without insurance, but I paid $25. Aubriana says, you don't have to pay full price to live your best life. Couldn't have said it better myself. GoodRx is 100% free. Download the GoodRx app today and start saving. GoodRx is not insurance. Four. <laughs> um, so I'd like to see Ruby. Um, oh, Ruby. I, I would like, I, I wish they didn't put Liv on SmackDown. That was a pointless fucking thing. I'd have kept the right squad together. They could have helped them take the belt off Becky because the bullies out there, the schoolyard bullies. Um, but I think Ruby Riot is absolutely fantastic. Um, I also have a major crush on her as well, which helps. But <laughs> yeah, for, for me, I think Ruby Riot is a major, major player in the for the future. And I would have Ruby and Becky, and I'd have Shayna and Bailey. Nice. Well, Very speaking nice. of Shayna, if I was to maybe do a different angle as well, um, well I've got his booking head on now, and I yeah. Uh oh. I'm going to break your rules, and Becky is no longer champion. Okay. okay. In, in this build-up, it is a case of Shayna Baszler's on Raw, and she's going after Becky Lynch for the Raw Women's title. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And I would have it where it looks like Shayna is going to win. During that match, Ronda Rousey comes out to try and save Shayna at some point and gets Shayna disqualified. The four horsewomen are together in WWE. Mm-hmm. Then, in the midst of all that, Ronda Rousey ends up beating Becky Lynch to become champion. And that pisses Shayna off, the fact that Ronda took a ball, went home, had a family, came back and interrupted and kind of cost Shayna that title. And then mm-hmm. for Shayna not to match and Ronda take that spotlight mm-hmm. and get that title, then Shayna's like, bitch, I run this shit. You're nobody in this one. You may have been the Queen Bee in the UFC world, but when it comes to the squared circle, you've got nothing on me. And True. you can have Becky and you can have Shayna Baszler versus Ronda Rousey. Yeah, that's not bad at all. I'm going yeah. with that. That's where I was gonna go. <laughs> my queen, my queen, queen. What would yours be? <laughs> well, originally I was gonna go for uh, Shayna Baszler versus Becky Lynch because I, I predict at tonight's NXT, which I will be at, I think it's mm-hmm. time for Shayna to drop that little goldie gold to our girl EO. And, uh, you know, she might be on her way upwards to be gunning for a championship because they need a heel, baby. And they need a real one. And she's a yeah. real one. So, uh, that's my my hope would be to book a Shayna versus Becky and then Shayna wins and just runs rough shot over the Raw division, and then we have a Ronda versus Shayna uh, match. Because I want I want it to be where they, like, you think they're going to be friends, because she comes, and then the other two come up, and, oh, look, they're all together again. Everything's great. And then I want it to, you know, them to turn on Ronda and uh, go from there. But my struggle with that is that Ronda is not very good as a baby face. And she's not very good as a heel either. So I'm kind of struggling <laughs> with that. I think, I think Ronda would have been good as a heel if she came in as a heel straight mm-hmm. from the get-go. Right, yeah. Exactly, right. Yeah. 
Yeah. Whereas the way WWE turned a heel was as if it was somebody that threw her prams, uh, toys out of the pram. Spat dummy out, yeah. But yeah. that wasn't the case. That was just the way they was getting her mm-hmm. to, book, like, to be booked. Yeah. And that's when I said the Shane and Ronda thing. I was like, actually, Shane would have to be the heel, but she'd be getting cheered there. Yeah. So it, it'd be, yeah, it'd be interesting with that. Yeah. What about the SmackDown one? Um, <laughs> I want Ember Moon versus Bailey. Mm. And I want Ember Moon to beat Bailey in short order. I don't want it to be a long match. I want Bailey to be put down by Ember Moon. Okay. I want her to come out as the dominant Sheenom that she claims that she is, right? Because she says that's my thing. I want that to be shown. Because that girl is a star and they've been burying her. And they need to bring her to the light. And if I can't have Sasha Banks since that was picked already, that's who I'm going to pick. Okay. I think with Ember Moon is one of the most frustrating things because she's got a great entrance. She's got a great long uh, look. She's got the sheen on. But they yeah. don't give her personality. Yeah. She's an entrance and that's it. Yeah. That's yeah. not saying that's all she can be. That's all WD allowing yeah. her to be. That's so right. The she way needs to I'd, shine. And the way I'd get this maybe vicious cycle thing is we've seen Bray Wyatt's fun house where he kind of controls kids he kind of captivates mm-hmm. kids use Bray Wyatt to release the sheen on use Bray Wyatt to make Ember Moon that vicious individual mm-hmm. where she is not just an entrance but she is a character and I think have Bray Wyatt work with the team to write the story with em- for Ember yeah. and help him well get him to help her with that character transition and actually do that with her because if she does a Sheenom character, if she does the character that she looks to be during the entrance, yeah. she will be one of the best things in wrestling. Yeah. Look at Rosemary. Rosemary is absolutely outstanding. Rosemary is fantastic. And yeah. yeah, to make it a believable transition of all of a sudden Ember Moon is this killer that you want her to be, mm-hmm. have Bray Wyatt form her mind all twisted. Sounds good to me. Oh, I'm in it. Book it. Call us. We're better than everyone else we have. <laughs> I just want one little shout out. She wasn't mentioned, but I also see a really big future for Sonia Deville. Yes. Oh, yeah. Just to throw that in there. Yeah, Love I agree. I would, I would see a series Sonia versus Aronda or Shayna. Yeah. Where it's not just... So, there is so many good women. Mm-hmm. If they do something with them, like, whilst we're on this, if we was to book a few more matches... The tag titles, if Iconics are still tag team champions, I would like one more match for, and you'll probably boo me here. Go on, I know you're going to say say it. Nikki and Brie Bella. There we go. Oh, yes, but the reason being is I thought that's how they should have brought the Iconics up anyways. The fact that it should have been the Iconics attacking Brie and Nikki and saying, look, we're the iconic duo, you're nothing on us, mm-hmm. and have the iconics go over Brie and Nikki, that would have made them mega stars by now. Mm-hmm. And I think as a tag team, I think that would that would work quite well to make iconic duos, like cement mm-hmm. their places, the iconic duo in WWE. 
I wouldn't be against it, but I think I've seen enough of the Bellas now. Yeah, I'm over it. Yeah, and I, I, I like them. I've got nothing against them. I think Nikki was great in the ring. Brie was hot. Um, <laughs> I don't need to see them anymore. I don't. But I like your concept. What about your tag match then? What would you do? The Iconics? Yeah. Uh, let's have a bit of nostalgia. Trish and Lita. Would it not be the Kabuki, whatever they're called? I think they'll be the next women's tag team champions, the Kabuki Warriors. But if I was booking this shit, I'd bring Trish and Lita in. Okay. Why the hell not? What about you, Queenie? Uh, I'm all about... Uh, I'm not even going to call them the Kabuki Warriors. I, I, I can't. Uh, Kyrie and Asuka, I really want them to be the tag team champions. My, my problem with this right now, and this is a whole other conversation, but, you know, they're... There aren't enough established women's tag teams, so I'm afraid. I'm afraid for what's going to happen. Um, but yeah, that's that's what I would do. They're very they're very hot together. They're great in the ring together, and it's time to have a dominant women's tag team that actually you know works well together. Yeah, I think they could have the room that Sasha and Bailey should have had. Yeah, I agree. And not to say that the iconics don't work well together, they do. But uh, if they're not going to be booked that way, then they shouldn't have the titles. That's just my opinion. Your champions should be strong. And if um, you're going to be booking them as weak, there should be a real reason for that. And there isn't one. They seem more of a comedy act, don't they, then? Right. And and there's nothing wrong with comedy, but you have to do it the right way. If you're going to do it like this, this is just garbage. And they're not even on TV to uh, to wrestle really and when they do it's like in stupid ass matches and then they lose and they're jobbing to alexa bliss who's not even wrestling you know it's like i can't right now with this it's just too much but that's a whole nother thing (laughs) that's a whole other thing but you're right you're right is there any other dream matches you can see oh me yeah what just the women yep that evolution too I can't think of any, to be honest with you. I have to think about that. One that I'd like, and it'd be a story that I wish was told in WWE, if Paige was ever to be able to have one more match, mm. I would bring in Saraya Knight, her mum. the daughter? Saraya Knight is one of the best female wrestlers of all time. She doesn't get the credit she deserves. Um, she is absolutely fantastic. And I always thought, whilst Paige was in WWE, they should have played on the Knight family a little bit more. Mm. And I would see that sort of match in a WWE environment. Yeah. And it could be a case of Soraya just slapping about um, Paige and being like, what are you doing? Like, you can wrestle. Yeah. Stop being scared. You're like, like putting shit all over the family name kind of thing. Mm. We've never Mm -hmm. been known to would be known to give up mm. and then have it back. and she's like okay let's go and you can have that Cody vs Dustin kind of feel yeah but with mother and daughter and yeah yeah I could go with that I would like to, to see another revolution pay-per-view I'd rather see that than another fucking Saudi Arabia one tell it so you know right yeah but, so whilst we're on this anyways during the Saudi Pro Wrestling Eve are going to be doing a special build-up. So they'll be streaming live on social media, on their Facebook, promoting, well, Wrestle Queendom 2 that's coming up. Be giving away free content. So, yeah, we're not getting an Evolution 2. We are getting a shit Saudi show. So if you are wanting that women's wrestling fix, mm-hmm. Pro Wrestling Eve's got it. 
Yes, I'm so glad you brought that up on this show, uh, as well as your show, which was on Sunday, by the time this one drops on Wednesday. So I hope everyone has checked out both. You better. Um, Well, speaking of that, boys, I have to tell you, this was an absolute pleasure to do this, you know, (laughs) crossover edition uh, Sunday and Wednesday with you what an honor it is for me to have you on Queen's Court for the 10th episode. I'm so glad it was you. This has been really special for me. I loved doing the roundtable. This is not the last of the roundtables. I feel like we should do this often. We have a lot of great banter and discussion, and it was so awesome to have you. And it's time now for you two to put yourselves over, tell the good people, tell the Queen's Courtiers where they can find you and all of this good information as if they don't know already. <laughs> well, okay, so I would like to bid you adieu. So <laughs> good night. <laughs> and goodbye. Bang. Sorry, I just wanted to do Kenny Omega. I don't do it quite as I didn't want to go all in. All all in. in. I didn't want to go all in with that. Um, just in case to get all out. Just for the record as well, uh, yeah, Kenny Omega does that a lot better than you. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's Kenny Omega. Yeah. So you can find us at WT Pod UK. As the Queen said, you can listen to our chat with the Queen as she comes on for this British banter. Um, we talk all all things, well, mainly AEW. Yeah. To be honest, it was a really good chat. You can check us out on Brainbuster every Sunday. You can also find exclusive content on our WrestleFoss feed, which you can find on any provider where you're listening to your podcasts. We have great interviews coming up. One with Shane Taylor that dropped last Sunday. We've got a few more in the works that we won't announce just yet, but make sure you follow us on Twitter to find out who's going to be coming on. And yeah, we've got Jamie's Bell to Bell where he has a look at historic moments in wrestling. Ding dong. Jamie, do you want to tell them about your shows coming up? Um, yeah, like I said, one's already up. It's um, a review of Magnum TA versus Tully Blanchard. Steel Cage, I quit match for the United States Championship, Starcade 85. Probably my most favourite match ever. And the one coming up this week, I've done a review on one of my all-time favourites in this business, Bruiser Brody. Yeah, um, I have reviews of MLW. Um, as a new fan here in the UK since it's been across here, I give my perspective. We did a preview of Fury Road, which you can have a look at by the time you're listening to this. There will be a review of Fury Road up. Make sure you check that out. We also have Callum. He's not here today, oh. but oh, our third member. Oh, yeah, yeah. That one. Um, he's going to be doing a new series called Ask Him, where he wants your questions and he will talk about whatever topics in wrestling that you want to hear him talk about. We have live unboxings. We have reviews of shows that we go to. Make sure you check us out at WT Pod UK on Twitter and Instagram. Jamie at WT Pod Red, WTP Red Wolf and WTP Jamie on Instagram. And I am WTP Kurt on all social media. Boom. Yeah. Beautiful. Well, I'm very happy. Uh, All my listeners, please go follow them. Um, They're one of the coolest podcasts you'll ever listen to. You'll have a lot of fun. And uh, if you don't subscribe, I'll find you. (laughs) Just kidding. 
but not really. So it's been a pleasure. So on behalf of us, um, please enjoy the next segment, which I will be answering some Queen's Courtiers questions and talking about the Jester and Crown of the Week. Thanks again, boys. Thank you. All right, my loves, it's time for the Queen's Courtiers questions segment. Oh my gosh. Well, we have gotten some excellent questions this week, as I always do. And I just want to give a quick shout out to all of you people who who really interact with me on Twitter. I appreciate your questions. I appreciate you taking the time to shoot something my way so we can share this segment together. So the first question is from Matt Granberry at illustrious G40. He asks, if you were the executive producer for AEW with the TV deal coming in October, do you make the show one hour or two hours starting out? Well, Matt, I love this question, and it has been revealed that they are going to have a two-hour show. And actually, I think that's perfect. I enjoy the two-hour program. It gives time for storylines to build, showcasing different things. If you want to have like a you know gauntlet match or a tournament, you have the opportunity to do so within those two hours, but it's not too long of a commitment like Raw is with three hours. So thank you so much, Matt, for the question. The next question is from... Chris, oh, Chris, at black underscore Baymax 8, he asks, if you had to skip one match in your lifetime of watching wrestling, which one would it be and why? Well, this is a really cool question, Chris. It's different. You know, what match would you skip watching in my lifetime? Oh, man, I don't know. This is going to take a lot of consideration, and it has. So I've been thinking about it since you gave it to me the other day. And I think the match I would skip and not watch in my lifetime of wrestling would be... No, actually, you know what? I've changed my mind because it's an obvious answer. I would skip watching the bra and penny matches in the WWE trash. I would like to erase that from my life. So let's go with that. <laughs> Thank you, Chris. On the same vein of topics, Wrestling Bob at Wrestling Bob One asked me, you can only watch one wrestling match for the rest of your life. Oh my God, which one is it? This I told him was so hard. I I don't know that I can pick just one, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with my gut reaction. And my gut reaction is the TLC Table Ladders and Chairs match from Mania 17 between the Hardy Boys, the Dudley Boys, and Edge and Christian. It is my favorite WrestleMania match of all time. Sorry, Stone Cold. And that I think I could watch for the rest of my life. Thanks so much, Bob. The next question is from my dear friend, the Queen and Pup Connection Zone Pup. Dearest Queen, the rippling effects of the country, Dome de Star, have been felt all the way to the colonies. With the storm of Tony now passing, we find the belts of red, white, and orange stretched across the four queendoms. What say ye about this wind of change? Fondly, Pup. Well, Pup, as I said in my reply to you, and if you haven't seen this thread yet, I highly recommend you do so. We are very entertaining. I told him that I would supply this answer on this episode because it takes some thought and preparation. But the real thing is, hashtag, 
watch stardom. <laughs> that I'll say first. The second thing is, as I'm starting to get into this, I'm not as well versed nearly as JPQ or Wilf in stardom, but they have been teaching me things and I'm starting to watch now way more than I did before. And as for the winds of change, I am here for it. I'm here for something new. I'm here for something different. Stardom supplied me that already, but now with these belts making their way, uh, across the four queendoms, as you have mentioned, I, I think we're going to be in for some interesting matches. Yeah, let's leave it at that, because I don't know enough to say much more on it. So I'm going to listen to No Particular Angles podcast, because I know he's going to be talking about it. Thank you, JPQ. And the last question is from my hilarious friend, Wilf, from Wilford Watches off the Brain Buster Radio Twitter handle. He says, dolphins or baby elephants choose wisely. And then told me, simple answer, so don't screw it up. Excuse me, rude. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. There is a simple answer, and that's baby elephants. Hashtag Dumbo for life. Thanks, everyone. All right, everyone, it's time for the jester and crown of the week before we sign off this very special 10th episode of Queen's Court. So the jester of the week Ooh. goes out to Callum. Yep, that's right, Callum. This is what happens when you don't show up to hang out with the queen and have a nice chat. So you're my jester of the week, and I'm going to make you a little jester hat. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. He's the fake jester of the week. The real jester of the week is going to this past Monday Night's Raw. It was a total joke. I am very upset with where things are going here. And other than Bray Wyatt's Firefly Funhouse, I'm having a really hard time with this product. If you've listened to the episode on DYWTSB from last week, you will hear exactly how I feel about it. And I hope that you do. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty close to taking a break from WWE for a while, other than NXT, of course. So yeah, gesture of the week goes there. And now for my crown of the week. Yes, queen. <laughs> yes, that's right. My crown of the week goes to Mr. John Moxley for speaking his truth on Talk is Jericho. You know, I feel like people have a hard time with truth tellers, with people who come out and speak how they feel or speak on something that, you know, might be uncomfortable to hear or might not be the most positive thing. And I want to really thank him for sharing his experiences and why he chose to leave and what he's looking forward to in AEW. I really, truly hope that this is the kick in the pants that the company needs to start improving. So there's your crown, Mr. Moxley. And that brings us to the end of this week's episode of Queen's Court. Wow. Gee, so much fun. <laughs> I, I don't even know how to properly say it, but boy, did we have a good time. I want to thank Russell Thoughts Podcast, Jamie and Kurt, and Heel Pops and Chair Shots. Please check out both of these episodes. You won't be disappointed. Really, you'll love them both. And uh, like I said, look out for my tweet, which will drop today as well, about that special giveaway. And as always, my dear ones, 
Have a wonderful rest of your day, and please be kind to one another. We'll get back to your music shortly, but first, did you know that prescription prices are different at different pharmacies? You could literally drive across the street and get a different price. That's crazy. But with GoodRx, you can instantly compare prices at every pharmacy in your neighborhood and save up to 80%. You're probably thinking there's a catch, right? Nope. It's 100% free and can save you money whether you have insurance or not. In fact, it can often beat your copay. Download the GoodRx app today and start saving. GoodRx is not insurance.